Hello. Um, hello, everyone. Hello to our friends and our foes. And our fucking haters. Ah! Just kidding. We don't have any. That's correct. Um, that is correct. That is correct. Um, that one Russian hello. bot who tried to come for Lillian. <laughs> this piece deserved a bullet, sir? <laughs> no, sir. It didn't. Um, yeah. Uh, hi, everybody. Hi, new listeners. If we have any left over from last week's episode. You're bored. Welcome. You're bored. You've got plenty of time to check out a new <laughs> podcast. Why not? Jump on board. It's mildly entertaining. Uh, this is FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And, uh, this... at this point, <laughs> who can say? Yeah. It's a podcast for sure. Uh, that we are sure of. There's microphones, there's headphones. It's the whole kind of setup. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, we're doing a podcast. Uh, two unemployed and anxious service industry professionals. We sure are. I was telling Lillian, I, I had a dream last night that my restaurant reopened horrifying horrifying but luckily even in the dream i was being bad at my job and i just wasn't (laughs) like like in my dream it wasn't like the layout of the actual restaurant that i worked at it was some dreamscape and like i was looking out onto the dining room and i was like oh there are a bunch of tables and in the dream they were like cordoned off with like ropes the table that were Uh like separating the tables and um and I was like, oh, there are my tables. And I just was like, <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs> it's so weird that I haven't had a, and, and I don't know what this means exactly, because as we've talked about, and is kind of common knowledge that, you know, having service dreams, even after you don't work in service industry jobs, is a common thing. And it kind of, you know, takes, takes a hold of your, of your psyche. But I haven't had a single restaurant dreams since this oh happened. that is interesting i feel like Isn't i have them weird? probably like once a week yeah i'm i'm very surprised at myself because even if actually i had a dream that i went to a restaurant but i did not have a dream of me working in a restaurant which is so weird because it seems like it would be happening over time right now yeah interesting but maybe i just hated it so much yeah you at a just certain point. it <laughs> yeah. from your mind immediately <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, maybe my body just like makes me forget those. Like you don't want to remember this one. Maybe it's like a repressed memory. Like you'll go back to therapy in ten years, and all of a sudden you'll be like, "I worked at a restaurant," <laughs> and I'll be like, "Oh, okay." They're like, uh, "Do you want to do like a birth uh, thing again or something?" I don't they, know like, how you want to deal with this. And all of a sudden you're like shaking. You're like, hands, hands, whatever. <laughs> Oh God! Ugh, yeah, that God. that'll happen. Can't wait. Um, I was listening. How, uh, of how was your week, up, Kelly? What's my week was was uh, uh, I don't know, sort of up and down. I feel like. Okay. Okay. Um. Weird weather in New York. Like some really nice days, and then some really shitty days. Yeah, I was like, "What are you, my?" Moods? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the, no. <laughs> the weather is just kind of the same thing. It's kind of crazy. I, um... <laughs> yeah, I mean, so my I highlight was... just a weird week was, for me. 
was seeing yeah yeah i mean we uh on the internet famously i broke quarantine for the first time Mm -hmm. drag me Mm -hmm. but not really here's here's the deal kelly and i both wore masks Mm -hmm. and we both walked Mm -hmm. i walked a total of eight miles to get a to-go cocktail Mm -hmm. with kelly in a park with a mask on Mm -hmm. and you know what it was worth it it was worth it. I also thought I was going to get really emotional when I saw you, and I was just like, oh, what's up? All right, where are the margaritas? Uh, I didn't... I think it's because we still have to wear masks, and it's still, like, sad, so it's not, like, the glory of, like, a beautiful day, and we're both maskless, finally, you know? It's also, like, um, like we decided to meet... We didn't stay in McCarran Park. Don't, like, don't freak out. But we decided to meet in McCarran Park because I live in Bushwick and Lillian lives in Sunnyside. And so we were like, what's kind of like in the middle, like North Williamsburg, that was like what we decided on. And it was so packed that I was like, there wasn't like this space emotionally to be like, no. oh my God, how are you? Like, it was just literally like, uh, 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 we're like dodging. Yeah, I was like, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. I will say it was unsettling, and then I was like, I felt guilty about doing it, even though I felt that I was being very careful, and when I walked back, I was like, I'm not doing that again, um, for a while. But, it was really fun, and it was really cute, I got really emotional, actually, because, um, well, I had been drinking, and, uh, (laughs) which happens, but we got... Delicious frozen margs, and then we stopped by a place I used to work that had a to-go window, and we got some free frozen Aperol spritzes, and it was, like, really sweet. And it was just, like, uh, an unexpected, like, you know, if you work in the service industry, you get free stuff all the time, but that hasn't happened to me in a long time. And I was, like, unexpectedly moved by being, like, oh, what's up? Like, having another person recognize me for something, Uh and then Uh just being, like, here you go. And I was, like, oh, God. It just was, like, a weird ritual that I had forgotten about, you know? Uh Um, But, yeah, it was fun. We watched the sunset. Yeah, it was beautiful. I, um, I I have left the house, like, a decent amount and walked around like I haven't been on the bus I haven't been on the subway but sure I'll like walk around to places and um and I was saying to Lillian I think there is especially this weekend it was very beautiful in New York and people were out and everyone was getting mad but I think that there is like a certain element of unfairness to that because it's like a we all have to like live with this and I think like it's just in this country that like social distancing and like flattening the curve is like you're supposed to like the government and doctors and let the FDA like all these people are supposed to be we're buying them time to like start making solutions but we just live in a fucking horrible country and so we're <laughs> buying them time to like make cuts to Medicaid and like, right. you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, so actually this isn't the solution, but I think it's all people have to hold on to because right. of how right. crazy this place is. And so people are like, like, you can't shame people for breaking quarantine because that is, this is not meant to be a lifetime solution. This isn't meant to be right sustainable. Like it's supposed to be, a temporary fix so that 
you build a bunch of hospitals, you manufacture a bunch of ventilators. It's, it's one of those things where like we're holding up our end of the deal. Right. But, exactly. But they're but but the bigger structures and fucking people in power are not exactly. Doing that, so, and it's just yeah. like it's very unfair to like put that on people and be like, "Fuck you guys for like yeah. you're going to the park." I mean like, that. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, A, it's okay to go to the park as long as you're careful. And B, you should also be being careful, is how I see it. Yeah, Um, obviously I think you should be being careful, but also then I don't know, I didn't read this article, but I I saw it being shared. Hmm. That was like, uh, basically they were saying like, joggers are getting a lot of ire for not wearing masks while they jog. And they were like, I think it was in the Atlantic, they were like, you're not going to get sick from a jogger. Yeah. Even if they run really close to you. That's like not how it transmits. This is like, you know what? No, I can't say that. Um, what was she going to say, I, folks? I was, as a joke, and it's not funny, but I was going to say, and I will now, is that the joggers <laughs> Even the COVID. slightest pressure. She's like, okay, so, you know, just my arm. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. And I can't remember his name, so it wouldn't be that funny. But I was going to say the joggers of COVID are kind of like that little boy who died of a blood transfusion. Oh, sure. I watched, um, that. I watched that movie. If you will. I think it's a perfect metaphor. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, you had to. Um, <laughs> it's Don't even touch the metaphor. It's perfect. Actually, it's, that's you a can't perfect even find a segue. Huh? Into our topic. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yes. Good job, Kelly. The 90s. The 90s. This fluff episode brought (laughs) by us to you is uh, is yeah we did we did an episode kind of about uh, the 80s dining culture in New York if I remember correctly is that something that we did yeah remember we talked about the kiwi yes the kiwi Um, Kelly found a piece in uh, taste dot com or something taste cooking dot com yeah and website i didn't know existed but it's kind of fun it's kind of fun it's like there are some recipes some editorializing i'm not really sure what what they're trying to occupy what space they're trying to occupy but cool graphics they got a space in my heart now you know yeah so Um, true so true space in my heart um so the piece is called The 1990s Moments That Changed the Way We Think About Food. Um, and Kelly and I famously like to reference all of the bad food in the 90s. It was quite a strange time to be a person in, in America. Yeah, let's lead in with, I think, probably one of the most iconic 90s kind of things. Okay. Is... Which is number two. This is kind of like listicle style a little bit. Yeah, it's a little listicle. But, oh, sorry. It's also by uh, Anna Hazel. Hazel? I'm I'm going to say Hazel. Hmm, interesting. (laughs) It's not... For the record, everybody, it's H-E-Z-E-L. Don't drag me for not knowing how to pronounce (laughs) Hazel. It's not exactly Hazel. Okay. Yes, Kelly? Continue, Um, please. You know, my brother, on his license, it says his eyes are hazel, which is not a thing I knew that they did until he got his license, and it said hazel. And I was like, I'm sorry, is this, like, Tumblr girl? Like, like, my eyes are, like, in the sunlight. (laughs) 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 Hazel eyes are fucking very envious. I, I, I envy them. Okay. 
They're gorgeous eyes. They're one of the most rare kind, that and green. Okay. I know my mom has green. My brother has hazel. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. I know the pain. I'm aware. Okay. Imagine. And then having brown eyes and all that. You get Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison, though. Yeah. I obviously something, think brown eyes are, treasure. are superior. Yeah. Um, Interesting. For someone who hates eugenics so much. <laughs> Okay. Oh my God. Oh my, it's so many, <laughs> you know, I mean, so much running through my head right now. Um, okay. Number two, fat is bad, but everything else is good, which is. That was the whole, that was the banner of the 90s. <laughs> that is. <laughs> that was like in the 90s, if the 90s were Jurassic Park, that's the banner <laughs> that would fall at the very end when Paul Newman is the big giant monster because he was huge. He's crashing through and then that's the banner <laughs> oh that would fall. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> another perfect metaphor. <laughs> oh my God, I'm crying. So stupid. I'm okay. Yes, fat is bad, but um, everything is good. Um, <laughs> this references um, Wow Chips. Wow Chips. But they didn't even really delve into, because it is listicle style, like, everything was available in the 90s, low fat. Like, you low go... Low fat, fat free. Yeah, you go to the grocery store now, and you'll have your 1%, 2% cottage cheese, and yogurts, and, like, these kinds of things. But in the 90s, there was... No, everything was milky water. You had to drink milk water. Your mom made you drink milk water. Oh, yeah, we were a skim milk household. My mom went to 2%, but I knew it was bad. God bless her. God bless her for 2%. I was skim. <laughs> skim. Skim is for, that was the real test of whether or not your mom was like an absolute psychopath about your body. Yeah, which my mom for sure was. <laughs> Same. Um, so, yeah, so wow chips from Lay's were like, it's only one gram of fat per serving. You're going to be so fucking teeny if you eat these chips, which I like love the idea of, obviously. Um, but <laughs> they came, like, I buy them on eBay to this day. Yeah. That and Orbitz soda. Those are my two things I consume every day. Do you guys remember Orbitz? The little floating. Yes, of course. I sucked those down. My mom, I don't know how my, I think it must've been the middle of divorce. I don't know why my mom would have let me get Orbitz like disgusting. Anyways, um, there were a lot, of, but they didn't even cover that soda specifically had such an interesting life in the nineties. Sure. We all were drinking uh Canadian clear Canadian as well. clear. There's like so many, but do you remember the like weird Pepsi that was like meh Pepsi? Yeah. They tried to do the gen X sodas a lot. Yeah. And then there's new cut. I mean, there's like so much going on. There was a lot. It was a, a heady, heady era. Heady um, times, heady times. <laughs> But uh, basically, these chips uh, gave you diarrhea, and <laughs> the wild chips, unsurprisingly, were bad for you. Um, the FDA, uh, this says the FDA famously used the phrase anal leakage to describe the side effects. Um, it was a huge disaster for wild chips and for anyone who ate them. And for I buttholes across. very much remember, yeah, for buttholes across <laughs> the nation. It was a dark time, 1998, worst butthole year. 
of the 90s. <laughs> and that was before we knew to get the buttholes waxed even. So you're just shitting. Yeah. It's getting you stuck can, up in there. Can only imagine what was going on. Um, <laughs> anyways. That's the most so, disgusting thing I've ever said. <laughs> why are we working blue on this episode? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyways, I just... Here's the thing. I have vivid memories of wow potato chip culture in middle school because what is be- what is funnier to a middle schooler than a potato chip that says anal leakage on the package I mean nothing. it says may cause anal leakage on a package of chips nothing funnier to me mm-hmm. um we joked about it. Oh, are you eating? Wow, do you have anal? Le- you know, it was a constant kind of hurrah <laughs> going on that in were science flying, class. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Top tier stuff. You couldn't even say that today on a college campus. The stuff we were saying, they wouldn't even <laughs> let you in the door. Oh my god, they're locking your phones away in those little <laughs> lock boxes just so you, they can hear you say anal leakage. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's really funny, like, I mean, I think I've said on this podcast before, like, it's funny every generation's diet that then you look back and you're like, why would anyone think that would be good for you? But, like, specifically, like, synthetic substitutes for just, like, fat, which is something you need. Very crazy. Very crazy. It's also, like... I don't know. The 80s, the 70s and 80s were so destructive, like, body-wise, that, like, I don't understand. I mean, I guess everyone was so skinny for the wrong reasons, and then, like, the 90s was just, like, no, we're going to be skinny also for the wrong reasons, but kind of, like, pretending it's the... I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Whatever. Yeah. I was reading on NPR that they were, like, like, low-fat, and, like, it has its sort of, like, birth in the seventies is that that is when people started, which makes sense that in the seventies they were like, we should be like, you know, cause it's with the macrobiotic and like all this like health stuff and, and it's coming off the sixties, which were very indulgent as we know from Mad Men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> Roger puking up oysters or whatever. Oh, one of my favorite episodes. So good. Yeah. So good. Mm. And, um, I forget where I was going with that. I just got taken away by that. I'm thinking about barf now, honestly. (laughs) Um, no, you were talking about, uh, so yeah. So in Congress in the seventies, they were like, we really need to address like, um, changing like health outcomes in the U S and they were like, we can tell there's like a problem with diet and like, and so they were like, kind of like introduced. So Congress is your problem. Okay, Congress, as we know now. It's because men, men, men were dying uh, roughly age 42, every single man in America. <laughs> I mean, heart attack, just heart attack. In, you have that 42nd birthday, you're <laughs> out the, out the door out in the a fucking door. body bag. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was weird. I mean, then I also constantly think about that thing about how just people are bigger now, just like genetically. And it like freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. Remember when we read yes, that, that I shit? I don't like it. Cause I want to be, you can't, you just can't be as skinny as people were in the seventies. It's impossible. No, it is literally impossible. It's makes me very sad. Um, <clears throat> it's confusing. It's confusing and it's not fair. The thing is, it's like, 
I just had such, I read this and I had such a visceral, because the 90s is when I, well, I, if I had been born, I would be a child in the 90s. And um, the thing is... <laughs> I was born I, in 1999. If you. I hadn't, yes. So from what people tell me who are older than me, the 90s were... If you, okay, you walk into a grocery store in 1994 and you oh. want to buy something for dinner. Okay. Here, here's what you can buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, tri-colored rotini. Yes. The orange, the, oh or, God, the yes. orange noodle is carrot and the green noodle is spinach. That's the other thing. Greens, you could get like iceberg lettuce or spinach. Like there wasn't, yeah. you didn't have arugula. You didn't have your field green mix. You didn't no. have Boston bib. No, no, no. No, no. So you basically had to get your spinach through rotini tricolor pasta, <laughs> uh, covered in prego. The other option is a bubbly pizza, which has <laughs> 25 grams of sugar and tastes like you're gumming a pamphlet. Oh my God. See, you could those. get, um, per d- yikes. See, you could get a perfectly round, slimy piece of healthy choice turkey meat that was un- unsettlingly perfectly round mm-hmm. and, um, and put it on some pepperidge farm bread. And those were, those are where your options for eating every single day of your life. How we, how did we survive? I don't know. And whole wheat bread was just brown. It wasn't, there was no relationship (laughs) to actual wheat or, um, see anything like that. Like what you're thinking of now, like your sprouted breads, your seedy kind of delicious loaves. No, it was just brown white bread. Yeah. And then we've also talked at length about snack wells, but (laughs) I could do another, I could do another. Um, so that is low fat is, is really interesting. And actually that. Everything else in this article kind of ties back. Yeah, it's true. In a, in a way. Um, but the I thought they made a really interesting point that they were like, it's a new era for restaurant critics because, A, the economy was really strong. It was before there were, like, several small crashes, the, the dot-com bubble, 9-11, 2008, blah, blah, blah. These things cause crashes, but... <laughs> 90s oh baby and yeah they were saying that newspapers still had budgets imagine that and we're sending people to restaurants and paying people to do their jobs so that's kind of cool and then um and then the new york times their critic um ruth rachel who we've talked about on this podcast before too that she was like kind of slowly introducing the times readership to the concept of like restaurants that weren't just like french four star white tablecloth restaurant. So it's like, not only are people going out and spending money at restaurants, but they're also expanding their idea of what even they could consider a restaurant. Yeah. People were like, what you're writing up like a small Korean restaurant in the New York times. Like that was unheard of before. Yeah. So, so I think it's like, um, you have the idea of like, I think, well, of course I love Nora Ephron and she talks a lot about, in the sixties that she's like, when she graduated college in the sixties, she's like, everyone I knew moved to New York and started learning to cook from mastering the art of French cooking. And that was like what you did as a single woman, <clears throat> recent college grad in the sixties. And this I think is interesting because it's, it feels like to me, it changes to 
recent college grad, you have the money. So you prove that you kind of like know your stuff by going out instead of staying in, you know? Like in the 60s. Totally. Yeah, totally. You're like, I know about food. I can make, you know, souffles and. For sure. Gnocchi. Well, it was the dinner party era. Yes. That's when you show you showed it all off there. Yeah. And then you took off your clothes and you fucking showed it off. And that's what ladies, can we get back to that? You put please? your keys in the fish bowl. Put the keys in the bowl. Exactly. And you put your jello fucking whatever on right. the table and let it go. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> and then the 90s it's like to demonstrate that you know food, you're like going out and you're like I can order this and I can go to dim sum and I can know to do the chicken feet and the soup dumplings and the da 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 da. Sure. You know? Which I think is like. Which is. Now we have a two tiered approach where you have to be able to do both, which is annoying. And we've done it and it's hard, but here we are. Here we are. Oh my God, have you noticed this is a New York quarantine thing that. Because people can't go out to cool restaurants and, like, take pictures of themselves and their food, they're just, like, doing it with, (laughs) like, to-go things or wine or products from those restaurants. It's, like, so funny to me. It's just the exact same thing, but, like, thank you so much for this, like, gorgeous brat or whatever, you know, and, like, tagging the... Which is good. We should be supporting our local things, but there's also this, like... Right. Yeah. Like, thanks, Brad. You're the best, like, cocktail. I don't know. It's just like, I'm like, okay, we get it. You're clued in. It's very funny because people can't have an absence of, like, projection of their personality onto all of us for even a fucking week. So they're just like, no, I still, I'm still, blah, blah, blah. And it does, it still makes me jealous. To, you know, it's still doing and its, it's job. I'm like, it's working. oh, okay. So I didn't get invited to go pick up the rotisserie chicken. Everyone's out there getting the fucking... Bouillon and I'm not around. A bouillon. I don't know. I'm uh, just assuming uh, people are picking up bouillon. <laughs> um, yes, I think that's true. But I also have seen the. Um, I think what I'm getting more of in my feed is people in the like long line, like they're going to, you know, pick up wine from Hearts or like you know, bread yeah, yeah, from so and so or whatever, and then and most of these places have socially distanced lines where they're like either chalk or tape six feet apart. And that it's like people yeah. are like, like socially distanced waiting for my pickles or like whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. It's like them. we find life finds a way to be fucking annoying, yeah. you know, in New York city. It's, you yeah, know, we can't, you can't escape it. It sure <laughs> does. It Everyone's sure going to be, fucking stupid in some way but god bless um but anyways. you know what god bless him i um i do like i am so curious and maybe maybe we should do a whole you know speculative fiction episode like <laughs> what is going to happen to restaurants when this is all over i mean besides mean- like everyone's like oh they can't sustain half open blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're gonna get government subsidies i don't even know why this is like part of the equation like it's like shut up um, yeah yeah but it's like how they pay the fields to be fallow half the time. You know what I mean? Sure, like, sure, sure, sure. Um, but um, 
I want to know, like, what is going to be trendy? Like, what's going to be cool? Like, everyone's been eating pasta three times a week. So, like, are we going to see, like, a big pasta boom? I predict a lot of the fluffy coffee cocktails. Like, I predict that being on a lot of cocktail lists. Well, it's going to be interesting because it's going to be like, yeah, what inspirations are we drawing from quarantine for our food and what that's going to be like in restaurants? But then also that fine line of, like, what people don't want to fucking ever eat again. Yeah. Or what, I mean, literally triggers people (laughs) at a certain point. (laughs) Yeah. Cannellini beans, you're never going to see them again. again. You're never going to see them again. I eat them weekly and I love them dearly, but... Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to order them at a restaurant. Yeah, sure. That's no. sad for beans and things, one of my favorite restaurants. They're going to go right under. <laughs> so you know, sad. they're that's not recession-proof, guys. You should have thought of that. Unfortunately, But, yeah, I think, like, certain things, like, what is, yeah, what are we going to pull and what are we going to say, like, literally never again? Maybe sourdough will not survive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hi. Sourdough's not making it out. Or you'll get like a sourdough amuse bouche. You yeah. know, you never know. Um, okay, okay, back. Oh, she's oh, fighting cat. me. She's fighting me. Oh god. Okay, okay, don't. Okay, sorry for the for the listeners at home. Kelly was just wrestling with her cat while wearing a tube top. It was touch and go. Um, she didn't want to be picked up. She did not want to be picked up. It's very brave of you to try to do that while you're basically naked and uh, have a cat clawing at you. Yeah. No, I just mean you've got a lot of exposed skin. Oh, she's okay. Fine. Back to the she article we were talking me. about. Sure, that's famous last words. <laughs> um, I think another piece that all of this is kind of stuff that we like reference at points, and I think that's probably why I liked it. Is I was like, I agree. Yeah. Um, the the advent of the Food Network and like the food yeah. celebrity is very it was interesting huge. To me. The, well, it was because it only been on. On, um, right. And it only been like Julia Childs and Jack that other guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, which they also were like, it's, it had only been for elites. And I was like, well, it was on PBS. PBS so if you want to be like liberal fake news media about it, I guess it's for the elite. I mean, I understand like French cooking, et cetera, is a little bit alienating. I understand that. But it, I also was like, it's not like you have to pay for PBS. It's also like. Yeah. Old people channel. Anyways. Um, but yeah, so the cable cable for, you know, the plebes of the nation. We got Emerald. We got Emerald, baby. We got... <laughs> and thank God for that. We didn't look back once we had Emerald. It's interesting, like... It's just... Chefs as celebrities is such a bad idea. It was, you know, if you want to talk about mistakes made in the <laughs> 90s, if you want to talk about the Telecommunications <laughs> Act, NAFTA, they fall by the wayside. We never should have put chefs in the spotlight. It was wrong, it was irresponsible, and it was destructive. And now we are dealing with the fucking consequences every day of our lives. We're picking up the pieces in 2020. I can't believe we're still dealing with the ramifications of this. We literally are. It's why I have to hear David Chang kind of speak on you know, myriad <laughs> issues every day now. He's giving out daily addresses like fucking Andrew Cuomo. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> It, it's just the the power went into the wrong hands, and we know that now, but it's too late. We can't do anything There's about it. There's nothing we can do about it now. We can't wrest it back from them without, you know, total revolution. 
So, brothers and sisters, brothers we're and calling sisters. on you. Line cooks, <laughs> you have nothing to lose but your chains. Rise up. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't wait till we have money to make merch again. Um, yeah, got some good ideas. Got some good ideas cooking. No, no. Uh, sorry, everybody. We're hoarding that Pete Wells shirt money till we can, right. you know. Anyways, um, yeah, Chef a Celebrity. God, what a dark day in this country. It's like, um, I, I mean, I, Andrew Cuomo actually kind of exemplifies. They, you know, Americans really cannot stand not having, like, the most disgusting man alive telling them what to do. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they cannot stand not having one of the perviest, stupidest men like in charge. That's why I'm a serial monogamist. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be without it for even a moment. Yeah. You know, Cuomo looks like, okay. We all know he's disgusting. I just, like, he gets more reptilian with every passing day. I know, just, like, he really does. Get some fucking fillers, dude. Get those creases smoothed out. They're really unsettling oh, I to feel me. like he is getting... I think he just Whatever. needs to be, Do like, think, more careful. Like, I don't know. There's some... Like, he's definitely getting stuff yeah. done. Don't you think? Okay, I'll take a second look. Well, you know, I love trying to find male celebrities' work done stuff, so yeah. I'll look at it. I mean, I'm you not know, saying there's nothing. It's not evidence like I'm like, oh, look at his nose or look at his chin or whatever, but it's like the people he surrounds him. If you lie down with dogs, you're, you're standing up with fleas. He laid down with his brother and Sandra Lee, two people who've definitely had plastic surgery. He's sure. standing up with a chin implant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, right, right. Or as Aviva's dad said on Real Housewives of New York, if you're a bitch, you're going to get fucked by dogs. <laughs> Aviva's dad is, I mean, <laughs> is such... The, the things, so he's obvious. sorry, this is a quick sidebar, I'm not... I mean, this episode's well, off the rails, who cares? Uh, it's true. But if you, I'm, as I've said before, I'm watching Real Housewives of New York for the first time in my life. Um, and it's very boring for all of the people I know because I'm like talking about things that happened in 2012. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this woman, uh, her dad is very elderly and is one of the most disgusting people. And I was a comedian for a long time I've ever seen in my life. He yeah. said one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard, which is also crazy because I can think of some real satanic stuff. He said, I'm going to lick my hand and put it on your vagina at your funeral. He said that to somebody. That is yeah. actually the most disgusting thing I've ever heard somebody say no, to a person that they know. He's like, he's one of those people that like, if you were to write that as a character, you'd be like, dude, dial it back. Like, this is not. Sociopaths are so crazy because like they are very entertaining because they're so demented and will say anything. And he obviously is a sociopath, which is why you're like, oh my God. Like it's Yeah, Anyways, I mean, he also I, openly is like, I would fuck my dog. Like he will go to Aviva and be like, You look fucking hot tonight. Yeah, I mean it's a sociopath. That's what sociopaths do. They have no Yeah. Which is why like they are so compelling and I understand keeping them in your life. For those certain entertainment purposes, but at a, at a, you know, on a leash, as they say. Yeah. 
freak on Anyways, the freak, keep that freak on a leash. Okay. This is Lillian Devane for <laughs> FOH. Um, I wish that was our tagline. This does relate to the 90s somehow. Uh, <laughs> that's our sign-off for our new radio show when we get picked up. Um, I mean, God. it's the 90s. Uh, Aviva is married to Fran Drescher's brother. Uh, 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 you know? Wait, really? Mm-hmm. Aviva Drescher. Okay. This <laughs> is, guys, this is real time me learning something that's blowing my mind. <laughs> Wait, I do have to tell you a spinoff of a Housewives franchise. I'm rewatching Vanderpump Rules, which is sure. restaurant yeah. culture hugely. Right. Seasons one through three are the most perfect. I mean, yeah. just the most perfect TV. But there's a scene, um, like Housewives, it's a feature in all Bravo shows, where they send them to, like, fake therapy, you know? Like, where they film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like... They film the therapy in... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, things that would get a real therapist disbarred immediately. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> and... It's like Andy Cohen with a fucking notepad. <laughs> Andy Cohen in drag, like <laughs> imitating Dr. Melfi. Oh You're like, wait a second. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, um, and can I just say something? I did not get Suspiria. Okay. I didn't get it. Um, oh. <laughs> and, um, okay. So Jax, one of the characters on Vanderpump Rules, he gets, He's gotten two girls' names tattooed on his arms, uh-huh. and he's going to his fake therapist, and he tells her, he's like, so I got Stassi's name covered up, but then I did get uh, Cameron's name tattooed as well, and she just laughs. She just laughs out loud. She's like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> She's like, oh, wait. are you serious? <laughs> Reality TV is the only TV I can handle right now. It's like I've always I have, said that. Well, I know. Well, I'm behind you, I guess. Thank I was God. watching prestige television for so long. Thank God. Anyways, I do recommend it for quarantine viewing. I'm also reading like the saddest, most angry books, so it kind of has to counteract. What are you reading? Um, I'm reading this book right now called uh, "The Days of Abandonment." It's an Italian book about a woman whose husband leaves her and she goes insane. It's good. Anyways, folks, um, how much how much time do we have we been doing here? Let's let's do a time check. See if we can uh, punch out of this fucking podcast mine. Yeah, we can. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, Not that I want to, but I'm like, how long are we going to leave these guys when we're talking about something that we should just end this uh, podcast? You know? Yeah. I mean, the other things on the list, NAFTA is obviously on the list. NAFTA had, like, a huge impact on everything after it. Um, right. And was bad. And, uh... Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we, we've talked extensively about that. And then also one of the things on the list was Italian food goes regional, which I, like, didn't really understand what that meant by saying that it went regional, but whatever. Um, uh, the internet is obviously cited as well. You know, you don't have to be a genius to figure that one out. Yeah. 
they also ended with the collapse of the Soviet Union rewrites the world map. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it was like a really intense last thing on this listicle that's like, we got Emerald. And then it's like the fucking collapse of the Soviet Union. They're like, and everybody wanted pizza. I was like, okay, maybe this could be a long form. Um, yeah, maybe there's a little more there. <laughs> maybe there's a little more there than, um, you know, kind of yeah. the, the three sentences. Um, yeah. But the collapse of the Soviet Union is very interesting. So, you know, go sure. feel free to dive in, Anne Hazel. <laughs> dive in. Dive in, because we won't on this episode. <laughs> We're not going to. We're not going to do it. Um, yeah, the 90s was just like, it could have been... <sighs> if things had gone a little bit differently, our lives wouldn't be fucking terrible right now. I'm 90s was the last glimmer of like, could be good, could be good. And then it just fucking wasn't. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, that's, it it actually gives me a physical pain to think about the nineties a lot, not just nostalgia, not just child. It's just like, we just could have done it and we just fucking didn't. That's really true. Oh, it stresses me out. I mean, and <laughs> the problem is, too, we're not even rid of those people. It's the Bushes and the Clintons, and that's been true from the 60s. These people start. Right. And then it's a straight line. It's 50 fucking years later I'm still dealing with the Bush family. Please get out of my life. Yeah, I mean, sorry, I had to plug in this. It was going to go on. I was going to go out. Um, yeah. I mean, soon, soon enough. I don't know. I think they're, isn't Jenna Bush Hager on the view? Yeah, I was, I was going to ask what Jenna Bush is up to. I think she's on the view. The twins. Isn't one of them cool and one of them's bad? Well, Lauren got married to Ralph Lauren, which is funny. That's sick. So her name is Lauren Lauren, (laughs) (laughs) which is funny. That's going to be a character in whatever book I write. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, that is objectively um, a hilarious thing to do that you won't, you wouldn't even in that context be like, you know what? I'm not going to change my name because I don't want to be known as Lauren Loren. But you have also, to. If you're, because of if the culture your war. Dad was a president. Wouldn't you want to keep that name? It's be like, whatever. It's so stupid. Yeah. Um, I mean, those two were, they were an interesting. Twins are so fucking inherently evil that like. You got to leave them in the forest. You have to bash their heads in on a fucking rock. If you have, if you have twins, God have mercy. You got to put the, put those little suckers in the river because they are not doing anyone any favors growing up. And I'm talking about, so I know twins, you know, (laughs) so I have twin friends. It's some of my best friends. I would still say... Robbie is a twin. Oh, shit. Well? Well? Eh? <laughs> Robbie, I do love you. Um, yeah, I mean... Um, if I could course. save one twin... It would be you. It would be you. My <laughs> high you, school Robbie? had, like, thousands of twins. Like, for some reason, my high school... <laughs> Twins? What are you talking about? I think my graduating class had like seven sets of twins. Do not believe you. That's true. Were you guys near a fucking chemical plant? 
That's disgusting. I know there were so many twins. I'm not kidding. There were so You're many like, And they were all blonde and they had to wear little Amish outfits. It was very crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, they were the children of the corn. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry. I, I don't know. I don't know how that No, skipped. there were like, I think six or seven sets of twins in my graduating class of high school. That is, I'm nauseous. I can't believe you had to do that. It's true. You're brave. Thank you. You're my little soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. They were trying to read my Think mind. Think about the fucking psychic power that was bouncing off the walls. I mean, Jesus. It was like Carrie every goddamn day. I know. I know. I know. Wow. People wonder why I am the way I am. You had to You had to put up some serious walls to combat that, that mind reading energy. That is so true. That's why you're such a closed book. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm the fake therapist now yeah. of this of this Bravo show. <laughs> Cut to the, <laughs> you know, degree on the wall. Just <laughs> I already had to Sharpie in my actual degree, so it wouldn't be too far off. They, like, misspelled my name. I was like, all right, you guys, this sucks. Um, I Sharpied in all my correct information. All right. It looks awesome. I should actually get that frame because it's so funny looking. Um, that is hilarious. I thought it would be funny, and it is. So, and it uh, is, g- so good job, me. <laughs> okay, um, everyone. This was this was fun. This was a fun one. We I love had a good you. time. We love you. Oh wait, let's do a couple patrons. I do this every episode. Like every time, I forget we. Have oh patrons. yeah, we always forget. Um, Not because we don't love. We you. have. I know. I know, but it's just like. Okay, Bess upgraded their uh, pledge. Thank Thanks, you so Bess. much for doing the old upgrade. Now I get the newsletter. Um, Autumn, what a sweet name. I love Autumns and Dawns. They're like the best. Oh, yeah, that's great. Best names. Um, and then Sophie, thank you. You didn't have to do that, Angel. Thank you mm-hmm. for becoming a patron. Would have sent it to you for free, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, and Julian, Julian, another great name. We love We have you. a lot of, all our patrons have really... Iconic names. It's true. Yeah, so, I mean, you guys are all blessed in this on this earth, so we thank you You'll and we saved. celebrate you. You'll be saved. You'll be saved. I'll make personal sure of it. All right, um, please rate, review, and subscribe. Tell a friend, tell a producer... You know, tell you know, Bon Appetit. To the reviewer who said that I'm a Ramona. That was a low blow. Um, um, it was a low blow. Thickin'. It's thickened. Okay. Good job. You got stuck in Kelly's crawl. Yeah. Um, thanks very much, everybody. All right. Love you guys. Good night. Good luck. <laughs>